The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, they said many other insulting things to him. Lord God, today is Good Friday. We begin with the violence, with the nastiness, with the beating of Jesus. Help us to focus, Lord. Focus our minds on this day. Focus our minds on his story. And as we do that, may we link with our story. We invite your Holy Spirit, Lord, to teach us, to show us, to help us to feel today. Help us in this service, Lord. Amen. At daybreak, the Council of the Elders of the People both the chief priests and the teachers of the law met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, tell us. If I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. Are you then the, the Son of God? God? You say that I am. Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Then the whole assembly rose and led off to Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, So Pilate asked Jesus, you have said so. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and to the crowds, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee from all the way here. <clears throat> On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that, at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased, because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. 
From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You broke this man as one who was incited the people to rebellion. Now examine him in your presence and have no basis for charges against him. Neither was Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he was to not be deserved death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with, Away with the man. Release Barabbas to us. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! He spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I'll have him punished and then release him. But with shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. Crucify him! Crucify him! So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon of Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country. And they put the cross on him. put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. <clears throat> Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children, for the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore 
and the breast that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself. He is the Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're the Son of God, save yourself. There was a notice risen, written, up, written above him, which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who stung there, hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man... Has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely he was a man. When all the people who were gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he, then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one of which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how the body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. 
All that you've seen this morning is just straight from the Bible, just straight words from Luke's Gospel, just telling the story, telling the story of today, of Good Friday, of Jesus lying dead. But it seemed as if death had won, that evil had conquered. And that, of course, is where we leave it today. On Sunday, we'll be continuing the story. We've been concentrating this year on that Easter story from the Bible, from Luke's Gospel. If you were here on Sunday, last Sunday, we were all there waving our palm crosses uh, triumphantly as Jesus came right riding in and uh, all the kids were waving their flags and there was great excitement and great joy. And then today we've been shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Sometimes that just illustrates our fickleness. I hope that today something of God's story, something of the Easter story, has, has really hit home and can link with our story. Last night, we uh, reenacted the Last Supper, and it ended in darkness. And it ended specifically that people just walked out without talking, because it was a very serious occasion. It was most noticeable that when I went out, there was a bunch of lads, about, they were about 20 years of age, over at the Chinese, and they were all laughing and joking and um, messing about, and we all came out really solemn, because we'd met, met with something of the Easter message, and it was just most odd. And one of the odd things that struck me was they had no idea what had been going on in here. And we probably have no idea what's going on in their life. And it just struck me how we need to share the Easter message. For From the outside, it looked as if they were the joyful ones and we were the miserable ones. But in actual fact, we were dealing with reality and important stuff, and, and life's not all about just putting a brave face and joking. It's about meeting with Christ and having him heal us and forgive us. And uh, we know that, uh, that death is a reality, and to be confronted with that, but also to know the, the reality of the hope of eternal life. And it just struck me that they need to hear the message and perhaps we need to hear their stories too, to link God's story and our story and their story. Jesus said, and we've heard it now this morning, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And on this Good Friday, it's important to come before God with our sins but to know the forgiveness. Christ died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins and for all of the world's sins. But so many are like the soldiers. Did you notice? 
they were just playing games of dice over his, uh, his clothes. It seemed uninterested in what the enormity of what was going on. And I think that's the same with the, with the number of people here in our community, just unaware. And we need to share that. Ron and others met for prayer last night, and one of the messages they got was hope. That there is hope in the Easter story, which there is. And on Easter Sunday we'll be bursting with hope. But they also got the message that not only is there hope in God, but that God has hope in us. To live out the, the, the story, to share the story. And shortly we'll be going out. And, and all of you are invited to go up to the Mall. If you can't walk over there, we'll be processing with the cross and we'll be going up to the Mall, meeting with the other churches in Birchwood and then walking down through the Mall, saying, make way, make way for Christ the King and uh, trying to have an impact at Birchwood Mall. Perhaps for those who don't even know, it's Good Friday. I'd encourage you to join with us. If you can't walk, we can find a lift. And on Saturday, tomorrow, we'll be having a, a fun time with families, but also just sharing something of the Easter message. It's good to do these things, but also just in our own lives. I was hearing yesterday, one of our, our members here was just chatting with another uh, member just about the Palm Sunday service, and how good it had been. And then somebody overheard them and said, oh, can you tell me about Palm Sunday? What's it all about? So they did. And there wasn't sort of a big evangelistic project. It was just sharing something of his story, linking in with their story. And the lady said, that's fantastic. I'll tell my grandchildren. And suddenly the story grows. And so this Good Friday we have heard and we are hearing God's story in the Bible. You might want to read it again tonight. May it link in with our story. May we know how the death of Jesus was for our sins. And let's remember that and be glad for that. And those of us perhaps who are affected with death at this time, Remember that Jesus died, but he died for that purpose, so that all who believe in him may know the hope of eternal life. This is indeed Good Friday. Our sins can be forgiven. Our hope in eternal life is there. When things seem so bad, when things seem like it's ended, there is hope. But just at this point, we're remembering the death of Jesus. And yes, we do need to go out and tell others. But perhaps it just begins at this point with ourselves. And as I ask James and Brian to, to come out, we're going to sing a song at the foot of the cross. And it's about laying our burdens down. And maybe we have got burdens today, and that's okay. And we can lay them down at the foot of the cross. We don't need to come physically. We can just do that spiritually. Maybe we need to ask forgiveness or need the strength to forgive others. 
but then lay it down at the cross and leave it there. So often we pick it up again. We perhaps feel unworthy that he wouldn't forgive us. What he did on that cross was worthy, was for all of us. And whatever we've done, the Lord will forgive us when we ask him. But don't pick it up again. Clara Barton, who founded the the American Red Cross, when somebody asked her, don't you remember that nasty thing that somebody did against you ten years ago? She responded, I distinctly remember forgetting that. And that's what we can do as we just hand over those things to make it worthy what the Lord did.